Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today we are going to do something kind of fun. We are going to basically flip through the Lean Inside, Step 7 Steps to Personal Power, Jay's incredible book, and we're going to point to a page and we're going to talk about it. Um, because this is the way a lot of people are using this book, right, Jay? I mean, this is like yeah, kind of the I'm idea. Yeah, I'm excited about that because, you know, I um, that's one of my goals with it was I wanted it to be a book that you could just turn to any page and get inspiration from. And I also wanted it to be small enough to fit in a in a, a woman's purse that carried a purse bigger than my wallet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't carry large purses, but, you know, a lot of women have big-ass purses. Um, so those of you who carry big-ass purses, this book fits well in there. Um, and I've had people tell me that they just keep it by their bedside or they keep it in their purse and they just pick it up and turn to a page. Um, I use Jack Canfield's Successful Principles like that and uh, actually several books. Edwin Gaines' Four Spiritual Laws of Spirituality or blah, Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. Um, there's another book that I love that is um, I'm blanking on right now for some reason. <laughs> I can find it in my head. Uh, Emily Cady is the author of it, and it's, uh, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, point is, uh, I use books like that, and so it was one of my visions or goals that my book would be a book that you could open to any page. Okay. So I thought it'd be fun to do that, Where and we might do it uh, here and there, is I'll just, uh, I'm going to take a moment of silence for myself and, Say a little prayer, right? And then I'll just flip to a page, and then we'll see what we get. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Become aware of your operating system. Oh. Understanding your emotional and chemical brain response system. Get to know your default patterns. Pay attention to the ways you may sabotage your own success, and you'll see patterns to patterns that lead to your limiting beliefs and conversations. When you become aware, you open the opportunity to choose something less automatic. That's all we need right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what? This is interesting because uh, it's so interesting that that came up. Uh, I was literally having a conversation with one of my best friends yesterday who had a situation come up where, long story short, out of the blue, they got fired from a job, right? And because this person is more aware of their operating system now than they have in the past, instead of taking the day to freak out, get drunk... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because, you know, what's right there and all those neural patterns that have been formed for us to survive, a lot of us don't have very healthy ones. Right. Right. I don't know about you, but especially in the past. Now, I don't do that anymore because, A, it just doesn't serve me and I don't, I don't like how I feel. And I've transformed it so much that I can't have a half a beer anymore. It's hard for me. But uh, some days. But, um, there used to be a time when, like my friend, if something like that would have happened, I would have definitely taken the day to go drink. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. Full on, man. That's what I'm doing. Oh, hell uh, yeah. I got to wallow in it yeah, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And because this person is uh, more conscious today than they used to be, um, they were like, well, uh, I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to take some deep breaths. And I'm going to see maybe this is an opportunity from the universe, right? And in that moment, when they took that deep, those deep breaths and were like, okay, well, I just need to get in action, the first thought was to call somebody they knew that had a different kind of job. They called this person. They had a job interview by the afternoon. They landed at another job. Oh, my gosh. Right? In a day. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It, 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 again, we shouldn't be surprised, but 
fuck? I mean, yes. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what happens when we're open to the guidance or open to what, you know, knowing that, you know, there's a couple things to be grounded in all the time in this work. And that is you're never done, but you're, you can't get it wrong. Like, you know, you just right. can't get it wrong. But I will say that even if, so even if you went and got drunk or even if you went with that old neural pattern um, and way of being, ultimately you're always going to be fine. However, right. I think that there are things that we have done in the past to survive that sabotage our success. And if we're smart and we start to pay attention to those things, then we can start to know, oh, this is one of those times when normally in my life I would go do this thing. And if I do mm-hmm. just do one thing different, I assert that that difference and being willing to do that one thing different is what has the next opportunity show up so powerfully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, just thinking of it in that 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 frame, I'm like having all these like things pop into my head. Like one of mine would have been um, I was a stress eater, like to the extreme, you know, like if I would have, I would have like gotten, I, my first thought would have been like, I'm going to go buy a pie and I'm going to eat it. A Costco pie, preferably. Yes. <laughs> in your head. They're huge. <laughs> yes. They're ginormous. Is, and I would have gotten a fork <laughs> and I would have sat there and I would have just eaten the whole pie and been like, I'm justified in this because I just got fired. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I would have been sick for a week because that wasn't a good thing to do. And yeah, and then I'd be like, well, look at myself. I'm a horrible fat slob. And this is why all this happened. Why all this happened? You know? And I. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And now, like, a stress thing comes up, and I don't think, hmm, what can I eat? (laughs) I think. Yeah. Huh, you know, how can I reframe this to make it something yeah. positive? So powerful. And when we're conscious of our operating system, we know, oh, here's that thing that's happened that has me just automatically go down that path, right? Yeah. And the minute, the very first time that we, and that's why it's so powerful that for this friend of mine, it's one of the few, this is kind of new, right? That it's just like, oh, I'm learning to like listen. <laughs> I'm learning. Mm-hmm. To, and that's what my friend said yesterday. I'm learning to stop and listen to what the universe has to say or what the universe is teaching me or what what opportunity, you know. And it turns out that that past job that the person got fired from was a pretty toxic environment. Healthy, yeah. Healthy at all. And so it was actually an opportunity. Um, and here's the funny part because I'm going to share. Uh, my friend was telling me that they were sitting there. Um, and I'm using they pronouns, by the way, on purpose. <laughs> Just okay. so you know. For those of you, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, in the trans world, some some of us go don't go by he and she. So um, so they're sitting there uh, talking to a friend about this, and they just like you know said, okay, I'm going to take a breath and see what the universe is bringing me, right? <laughs> and this all of a sudden out of nowhere, this hawk flies down and snatches up a little bird that was sitting next to it eating a nacho chip. <laughs> you're like oh wow we had a blast laughing and talking about all the different stories we could make up about that oh my gosh right yeah but the one you know what i say is like if you're all of it's made up right all of it yeah we all make up the Mm -hmm. stories so we want to make up the one that has us be the most powerful exactly you're not i make up that is look at that the bird and exactly it's it's a 
it is a physical manifestation of the metaphor that just happened, which is the universe snatching you out of that job. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, my friend is like, yeah, if you don't pay attention, the universe is going to come and snatch you up. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> just like, like sorry. About that. But the point is... I've been poking you and poking you and poking you, and now I'm just going to literally rip you out of the situation and be like, Absolutely. deal with it. Which happens yeah. sometimes, you know? Yeah. You know, it happens. But the beauty and the power of... Uh, and you know how good it feels when you don't go by that pie? Mm. You know how great yeah. you feel when you go, I'm going to do it different this time. You know? Mm-hmm. Then you get to where you keep flexing that muscle, and it doesn't even occur to you to go by the pie. <laughs> That's like... Yeah. What is going on? I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. And you're like, oh, there's no pie in my life anymore. When did, when did so that happen? Amazing. I mean, I have had that. I shared that with us on the podcast a couple weeks ago or so where I was noticing that we were talking about the distinction between habit and ritual. And I was saying that it's become so natural for me to, you know, occasionally want and say I want ice cream or want sweets in the middle of the week. But most of the time, it's like it's Thursday or Friday and I go, oh, I haven't had sugar this week. You know, it's like it just is it. It's just what I do for the most part. And so it's so much it's it's like that's my new operating system, you know, versus my old operating system, which was being on the hunt for that anytime, you know. Yeah. Like, where can we get it? Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Um, my uh during my weight loss process, my doctor and I were talking about like uh, plateaus in weight loss. And I had gotten to this point where I, I it was been probably about a month and I really hadn't lost anything. Um, I kind of up and down like one pound and I was just getting super frustrated. And I was like, what am I doing? And so I was starting to like try to adjust things and I was just fighting it because I was just so frustrated by it. And my doctor told me that she's like, no, 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 that's a good thing. Um, That is your body readjusting itself to say, this is your new norm. This is the new normal weight. So that's why when people lose a lot of weight really fast, um, they a lot of times will gain it back really quick. That's just as fast Uh um, and and even maybe a little bit more because your body is saying, this is the weight that I am supposed supposed to be this uh, you're like resetting your metabolism to say this is that that new norm and then so if you were to you know fall off the wagon or get sick or whatever might happen you're not going to bounce back up to that higher weight that you are this is that new norm that it would would want to head towards because that's what your body feels good at um, and so a- as you lose weight, you hit these plateaus and you should celebrate those plateaus yeah. and be okay with those plateaus because it's saying you're like resetting your metabolism. You're resetting your system to say, okay, this is my, my new norm. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with your operating system. Yeah. You know, if you, you're, you have to go through it and you have to do it enough where you're resetting that, how you react to it. And so that when those things come up, when the stressors happen, the job loss happens, you don't go get the pie because you've been doing all this other work and your system is reset. And you're like, okay, this is my new norm. My new norm is to go, you know, for a long run. Or my my new norm is to uh, call a friend and and talk about it or whatever it might be. Um, And that's why it's always constant. It's a constant process. It's not, you know, it's the, it's, always working you're always working on it and the new norm is like it's amazing when the new norm is 
geared towards self-love and loving yourself no matter what versus yeah. I'm going to kick my own ass because, you know, I, 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 and it's not that you don't want to take responsibility or responsibility for whatever happens in your life. I mean, obviously, you know, we're always coming from that place of I'm creating it so I can be responsible for it. And when I'm, and if I'm not trying to be responsible for it, usually I'm trying to get out of it. Um, yeah. But I do think that there's a difference, a huge difference between, and I think it's even more responsible when we can say, okay, this happened, then how do I be proactive and not beat the crap out of myself, but instead do what's good for me? That's the miracle of it. If you stop mid-pie, <laughs> you go, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait. <laughs> I don't feel like this wasn't a good idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put and down the pie. To you and not, and you know, the other thing about the operating system is, and I want people to get this: it is a physiological response. There is nothing you can do to stop your automatic response when you have a when a trigger pulls. I mean, it's because it's it's like you decided when I was four. In order to get attention, I needed to do this thing. And so I did this thing, and then somebody said something, and then I shut myself down. And then I, then every time that that happened, I shut myself. I mean, it's like it just creates a neural pattern in your brain. It's not like you have, you're a rem- you have a remote control and you can control this stuff. It just goes automatically. So the consciousness of it and the ability and the muscle we flex is becoming – conscious when it just runs you know and being like what's that about (laughs) where Mm -hmm. what the hell happened there you know and instead of beating ourselves up or blaming people or making it about you know the person who pulled the trigger because usually the person who pulled the trigger is just doing their own thing anyway doesn't have anything to do they're not thinking i'm going to just go pull this trigger on this person because i know it's going to freak them out right they're just doing their thing and then we Mm -hmm. are triggered by whatever they're doing the consciousness and the beauty of it is to be able to go, oh, what is that? And then get in an inquiry until we can and, – and focusing on what can we do to take care of ourselves in that situation, being kind to ourselves. I mean because, you know, the first thing that's there for most of us anyway, and I know for myself too, is if somebody – I get triggered by something. I get pissed that I got triggered. And I'm like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Man, like what? The You're like I thought I'd we're gonna stop this shit, you know. And then I get pissed about it, right? And so, I mean, it's more. It's if we can just get curious about it instead of pissed, or get, you know, like I always say, get in an inquiry around it. Like I put my clients on the hook to just think about it for the next couple of weeks. Like just give yourself some time to ponder it. I assert too that when we're in an inquiry like that, we ask to see it differently. We ask, that's mm-hmm. when we get help. You know, it's like when, that's when you, next thing you know, you meet somebody who, or set, somebody will say something and you go, oh, that's the thing. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's what it was. But, but as yeah. long as we're going, it's not mine, it's not my deal, or I, you know, staying in that world of it's blaming or, you know, it's not about us, we had nothing to do with it, but, but that's when we stay stuck in that same rut over and over again. When we become well, it's also like ride or die. Yeah, you know, like I think that I find myself where it's like once I've been triggered, it's like I'm just gonna, God, I'm gonna hold on to it by God because I did it, and so it's kind of like that same being pissed off about being triggered. Like I'm like I'm gonna nail this into the ground. Like I'm gonna fight to the end because I was triggered and I let myself go there. So watch out, fucking world, because here I go. You know, and you're like, oh yeah. I didn't have to do that either. <laughs> I didn't have to, even if I'm triggered, I don't have to keep doing, letting it run my my world. I can say at any point in it, I have control to say, I'm going to stop this now and go, 
never mind. I don't. Well, I, I don't really, want to do that. I love the. Uh, I'm listening to. Uh, it's funny because my friend that uh, recently died um, was a hugely spiritual teacher, and for me, uh, she was a big one of my mentors in terms of you know one of my colleagues in terms of this work, um, but uh, older than I am and been doing it for a lot longer. So um, when she died, the guy she lived with put all of her books and CDs and all, all she had a million like person all the books all the things and so I went out there that he let uh, those of us that knew her come out early before he like opened it up for a sale and uh, she had the the uh, return to love which is um, Marion Williamson's discourse on a course in miracles um, it, but it was on cassette tape right? Well, it just so happens that I have a 2000 Toyota Echo that has a cassette player in it. <laughs> you're, you're the last of a dying breed. I know. So I was like, I actually have a cassette. And I've never list, actually listened to that. I've never actually read that book. So I listened to it. And one of the things I already know, I mean, I knew this from The Course in Miracles, but it reminded me, and it's such a powerful process, especially with this particular topic, is the very first thing you can do once you become conscious is ask to see it differently. Mm-hmm. ask like and who who cares who you're asking i mean you're asking your higher self you're at whatever your inner being it doesn't matter right but if you ask to see it differently i promise you you'll start to have that shift you know you'll start to that's what we call that's the group that meets every month here in lawrence called shift two degrees and that's why we say call it shift two degrees because it just takes two minor clicks in it in a in a you know just a two yeah. little clicks and holy crap i'm seeing a different picture Mm-hmm. So if I can ask to see it differently, then I will be – I will get it. I always get it. I've never one time asked to see it differently and not been stuck in that same view. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm willing, it's like when you're willing, the teacher will appear kind of thing, you know, when you're ready. And yes. Oh, yeah. And I believe that more than anything. I mean, your, all, your willingness or my willingness, should I say, I can talk about myself, my willingness to – be, have it be different and to be open is all it ever takes. Mm-hmm. It's willingness is the key all the time. And just being able to be willing to see it differently and to be conscious of, oh, look what happened. I've got this operating system that just ran something. What the hell? I don't know what that was, but I yeah. sure don't want to feel that way and I want to see it differently. You know, then by God, that's how it is. And, you know, because that's going to screw me up every time. Yeah. And anytime, that's one of the things that I think I've learned so much from from doing the work, but also just listening to you um, talk about this in so many different ways, because it always comes back to this idea that you know the you don't have to you don't have to keep doing what you've always done. There, you have the control switch. You know, you have the power to even if it's just like. I don't even know what I want to do differently. Like, I don't know what it is that's going to be right. But just to acknowledge, I don't want to do it this way anymore. All of a sudden, like, the so many different things start to show up, you know, and you start to see all these different options that were are available to you. Yeah. Or the teacher, you know, if you're just willing to, like, open your eyes and say, okay, I know that I don't want to eat the pie anymore, but I don't really know how to do this suddenly if you you're going to start seeing options yeah. and even if it's not the even if the first one doesn't work or the or you look at it and you go that's not what it is or or whatever it might be if you can just let go of the fact that you 
can't change this, you know, this is who you are. If you're not happy with it, then it's not who you are. You know, it's not who you are at, in your highest best self. Yeah. Well, and you, this is one of the things I think is so extraordinary about you is I don't I don't know many people who have done this work for a shorter time as you have and get at the level that you create it. And part of that is that you have been willing and always are asking to have awareness of what's my part in it. You know, like how did I do this? <laughs> well, where why am I creating it this way? Which is a bold question. I mean, you know, when I first started doing the seminars for the oxygen series, I didn't even ask that question. It wasn't yeah. until I started did a couple that I was bold enough to say, I'm going to just be bold enough to, because it was almost like I was candy coating it. It was like I was afraid that if I was that bold with you, that you would run away. Yeah. You're literal. Seriously. <laughs> You're like, well, screw you. Yeah, exactly. What do you I'm mean I'm creating that. it this yes. way? And so finally, I just got bold enough to be like, look, we're, this is what we're asking. Like, why are you creating it this way? Like, you're the one creating it. Why are you creating it this way? And at first, it does cause a little cognitive dissonance for people because they're like, what? It's so different from everything we've ever been taught. You know, it just occurs like, and I don't think that anybody ever set out to teach us this, but it occurs like we basically just, the world is happening to us and we have to do the best we can to navigate it. We've never been oh, taught, gosh, yeah. I'm happening to the world. <laughs> or, you know, I'm the yeah. one create. We haven't ever had anybody tell us that from the time we were little. So it's a huge shift in consciousness to be going from the world's happening to me to, you know, I'm at cause. Well, and I think that it's because I I think there's kind of two versions of it. One of it, you know, one of the ways is that there's a there's a level of ego in there that I think that people struggle with to say I'm creating it. And if it's a it's really easy to do it when it's a positive thing. Uh, You know, I'm creating that. (laughs) You know, I created my new job and I created this wonderful, you know, client relationship or whatever. But when you're talking about a negative thing, you're like, well, why the hell would I create it that way? Like, that's not who would ever do it that way. And I think that one of the things that you said early on to me, which really was something that stuck in my head and gave me permission to get it and to work in that way and to think about why I create it that way is that it was, was to remove the, um, the guilt factor from it or remove the shame, the shame around it or, or to say that, you know, I, I created it that way, but I might've been thinking I was creating something really positive, but because of all the other stories that I put around it, mm-hmm. it ended up in a negative way. Yeah. Cause I could still make the same choice. I mean, somebody could be a runner, for example, and they run long distance marathons and they have shin splints, right? Mm. You think, well, I'm doing this really good, healthy thing for myself by running. Um, or you hear of somebody who's like this athlete and they run every day and then they have a heart attack while they're running or whatever. Um, and you think, well, I was doing this really healthy, positive, wonderful thing for myself. So why did it end up being, why did this bad thing happen around it? I was trying to be positive. Well, let's unpack that story a little bit. How did I create that? Maybe it's that, you know, you were pushing yourself too hard or you were competing against yourself in a way that wasn't healthy. Yeah, you're coming from an ego place of competition. You know, I mean, I, I have a client that her and her partner, oh, God, they're so competitive. It's so interesting to me. I don't have that experience in my relationships, and um, but I have, I've experienced other people that in their love lover-type relationships or their life partner relationships, 
they're very competitive. <laughs> you know, like if their partner gets up and runs six miles, by God, they better get up and run six miles. You know what I mean? And it's the ego that's driving them, not coming from a place of self-care, self-love, doing what they really want to do, acknowledging, you know, all the things that we want to do. It's not coming from a powerful place at all. It's coming from a place of being driven, being competitive, you know, all that stuff. So it's like, yeah. And you're like, that doesn't, in the end, that's when the stuff happens. The bad stuff starts to pour out because you might be thinking you're doing this in this really open way. And if I, and if I feel guilty about it or if I have shame around it or embarrassment or whatever, instead of just being able to get an inquiry around it and maybe I'll get an inquiry around it and go, wow, like I still am not seeing where the thing is here and that's when you have a coach you know that's when you have somebody who can unpack help you unpack it because sometimes you know I use the analogy a lot with my clients from a marketing perspective but you're inside the bottle so you can't read the label right that's why we have coaches because sometimes it's literally like you can be like I know I don't like this result but I don't know how to change it yeah Um, and having somebody else who can just look at it independently from all of the other stuff that you've been telling yourself, um, suddenly it makes sense and they can go, aha. And as you get more and more of those, that's what for me happened at least was working with you. I'd have more and more of these aha moments with you that now I have a level where I feel like I can still, I can start to see it faster and easier, Mm -hmm. but there are still so many different things where I'm like, Jay, (laughs) I didn't didn't do that. I so didn't do that. That was totally somebody else's fault. (laughs) Believe me. I still, I mean, I think we all, that's the the part of being human that we're, I don't think that's ever going to go away. (laughs) No. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, probably oh, not. Who knows? But it sure maybe feels like some people we're gonna go away. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it depends on how spiritually anchored I am. You know, like I, you know, if I'm right now, I'm in a really powerful place with my own. I don't know consciousness. Uh, I feel really grounded. I feel really guided. I feel like I can't miss a step. You know, I'm in that great place where I'm like in the flow and. It, I'm just know I'm always taken care of, and it doesn't matter what I do necessarily. I'm attracting to me all the great and good things that are happening. You know, like I'm in that place right now. I wasn't there a couple months ago, <laughs> so it felt like a lot more personal to me. And wondering, you know, and and what's frustrating about it was when you know you're the one creating it. When you do have a negative turn, like you know, I had a slow summer. Then it's like, why am I creating it this way? <laughs> like, what am I doing? And it's easy to make yourself wrong. For, you know, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's a double-edged sword, I think, sometimes. I said yeah. it shift two last week. Because, like, some of the women who, who've gone through my seminars actually try to then do this stuff perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they oh, yeah. themselves up because they're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it becomes another thing to beat themselves up with. And, yep. again, that's your operating system. Like, that's how you do things. Like, that you have to be perfect at everything, right? Yep. Including this work, because that's what yes. runs you, right? Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. aware of your operating system and you could go, oh, wait a minute, maybe that's just what I do. And what if I did something different this time, right? It is sometimes hugely uncomfortable for people especially the first couple of times that they can catch it. But boy, after a while, it's so powerful to be able to go, nope, mm-mm. This is, this is just that the same old thing that's running. And I can feel it sometimes now. I'm at a point where it's like I'll have a neural pattern 
start to go or whatever go and i'll be like whoa what the hell is that like yeah. that's <laughs> happening here Ooh, weird that feels weird i don't oh <laughs> like what's yeah you know being conscious of it it's a very strange experience to start being really conscious of all the patterns that your way your brain runs and but boy it's powerful i mean i just think there's nothing more powerful than really being conscious of the fact that you're basically a machine <laughs> or an organism you're like you're just mm-hmm. you're just you don't really have a lot of control sometimes over how that thing goes. But if you can yeah. become conscious of how it goes, then you can choose something less automatic. Well, and I think now, you know, it's a really good time to talk about this, too, as we head into the holiday season. And, I, and you know, it's one of those things where I hear this a lot um, from people, friends, and, you know, when you go back into that space with your um, your beginnings, so to speak, you know, you're in, you're with your family and these are people who have, you've been with your entire life. Um, and you were a certain person maybe to them, especially if you're not with them all the time. And so they're not seeing that transformation happen for you. And suddenly you show up in a different way. They're going to do everything they can to pull you back into the comfort zone of, uh, this is who you are. This is how you react. This is what happens when you're, you know, this is who, what we expect you to be. And it's so easy to slip back into that place. Um, and because you're around those people, you know, that's, those are the people who built you into the person that you became. Yeah. You know, a lot of those neural patterns started because of those folks. Um, so it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, that that would happen. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that that's what happens is we're, because we are of our own belief system or how we, you know, you know, it's our belief system combined with the neural pattern that has things appear the way they do. And when that starts to shift, it gets really uncomfortable. And this is uh, the holidays are a time when triggers I think are the biggest. I mean, it's when, and part of that is because we're around family. I mean, it's interesting to me because I have had people say, well, I have to go home for the holidays. It's like, well, you don't really have to. <laughs> like, some of the best times I ever had in my life were in my uh, 20s and early 30s whenever I chose to not go home for the holiday. Yeah. I had the best holidays ever, like with my <laughs> friends, you know, and I was yeah. I was single or I, you know, may have been dating somebody, but I wasn't didn't have a serious partner. And I'd have, you know, one of my Thanksgivings, I remember vividly me and all my friends got together and we cooked a huge meal and we drank a shit ton of wine and we had a blast you know, and I didn't have one family member there. It was all just my chosen friends, family that were there. And we had a great time and there were no triggers. <laughs> None of that was happening. You know, nope. I think making conscious choices of what we do around the holidays and doing stuff that we really want to do that we know is going to serve us. Maybe you'll end up with some family members with some hurt feelings. But is that to me, especially at the time? Um, and, you know, around that time, I wasn't really hurting anybody's feelings because it, it was a time when and I think everybody, all families go through this when all the family has grown up and they all have their own families. Mm-hmm. And so all my siblings were doing their whatever they were doing their family, you know, so mm-hmm. I didn't have a big family. I didn't have a family. I was, a, you know, pretty much a single young person. So I had my friends. So my friends were my family. So that's who I hung out with. And I had a blast. And it yep. was such a good choice for me. <laughs> Rather than mm-hmm. going to hang out with my family, which would have been fine, 
but it wouldn't have been as fun and I wouldn't have been as expressed. And, you know, I think Mm -hmm. making good choices for ourselves, especially around the holidays, we just talked about this around self-care, but Mm -hmm. it's so important also around making choices where why put yourself in a situation when you know you're going to have that trigger tripped or you know, you know, if you don't have to. Totally. You don't have to. Yeah. (laughs) And believe me, you don't have to. You don't have permission to. right now. I absolve you all from not having <laughs> to do family stuff around the holidays if you don't want to. If you don't want to, don't feel so, like guilted. And if you, and for on the flip side of it, there's a lot of us that are like, no, I do enjoy the family things, but there still are those moments or that time where I see myself reverting back into um who I was or who my family expects me to be. And that's, I don't want to do that right. this time. Yep. So this time I'm ready to show up powerfully and I've got this, you know, operating system that's in place. So what, what, what would be some advice that you might have for people who are sitting there saying, okay, like I've got this plan in place. Like I've been able to do all this great transformation work. And my goal is to go into family and just really, enjoy myself, but not let myself slide back into old habits? Well, the first thing I think that you have to practice is being present. Because most of the time when we're tripped, it's because of a past, like something's happened that's similar to something from the past. So if we can keep in the moment and not reverse, not get our triggers tripped back into the past, that's that's key. I mean, staying in the moment is very powerful. Also, though, leading up to family time is all that maintenance you got to have your maintenance formula in place. Like, please do not go on Christmas is on. Uh, well, let's don't even deal with Christmas. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. So let's say, uh, you know, the leading up to the, the Thursday, if you're sugar sensitive like me, you don't want to be eating pumpkin pie every day up until Thursday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thursday, you're going to spend the day with people who are likely to push your buttons. <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no. Going in, going into a situation like that, really having managed all your self-care, uh, I think is one of the most powerful places to come from. The other thing is always knowing that you can hit the reset button any moment. Like you have something happen. Mm. I had this happen at a Thanksgiving a couple of years ago where I was triggered at a family event. I got in the car and took a drive. I went and meditated. I talked to myself about it. I told myself, you know, I found, I kind of sat with what was triggering me and knew that I had a trigger and knew that it was inappropriate to talk to anybody at that family (laughs) gathering about (laughs) the trigger in that moment. And so I made a promise to myself that I'd unpack that with my coach when we got home. Right. You know, I kind of said So you were able to sort of like let it go in that moment. I talked to my small. I was like, small, we'll we'll deal with this later. Could you just maintain yourself so I can be present and enjoy my family? And I did the rest of the day. But it took me driving away, meditating, getting kind of some clarity on the trigger and knowing, okay, that's something you need to unpack and deal with. It's something that's coming up for you right now on purpose. And so we'll deal with that with your coach. It's not appropriate to process it with your family. These people do not know how to do this with you. (laughs) (laughs) You will do it with your coach later, right? Yeah. But we'll do it. This is not asking them to do this right now. I promised myself and I honored my word. Like, you know, honoring your word to yourself is so powerful because that your integrity with yourself is the most important thing. You know when you're out of integrity with yourself. And sometimes that's the thing that will make you sick or tank you. 
is when you said that you're going to manage something for yourself and then you sell out on yourself. But I didn't. I promised myself I would manage it. I did that when I got back from my holiday with my family. I immediately called my coach. We talked about it. We dealt with it. I got clear what the trigger was. I got to forgiveness. I, you know, all the all the work. You don't have to do all the work right in that moment. <laughs> That's what you can do huge. is acknowledge that. Oh, well, there's a trigger for me to deal with later with my coach, or there's a trigger for me to unpack later, but not now. Um, right now, I'm going to be present and I'm going to just, you know, move on and get to forgiveness right now because that person is not doing this to me. That's the biggest thing: is to walk in, not take anything personally or making assumptions. Because that person, every head is a world, right? Cuban proverb says every head is a world. That person's world is not your world. And they're not doing it just to piss you off. I know it seems like that's the truth sometimes. It's not. Everybody's doing their own thing because they're doing their own thing. It has nothing to do with you. I think that's huge. Yeah. What you just said is a gigantic exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Everybody rewind and listen to that again. You do not have to deal with it in that moment and you don't have to hold on to it in that moment so you don't have to let the whole rest of your time that you're there be ruined because you're stewing on that thing that had you triggered you acknowledge it you say I'm going to deal with it later and I'm going to go back and I'm going to be present to what's happening currently and then then you have to deal with it though I mean that's yeah. That's the follow-up. Yeah. yeah, you have to deal with it later or you're selling out on yourself. And believe me, that will come back to bite you in the ass. I oh, hell yeah. You. you know, I always like go hang out with the little kids or something. Or go, you know, little kids are easy to get present to. You know, they're easily get present with. So, I mean, you know, if I'm getting, tr- you know, my family loves to, some of them love to talk about politics. I won't do it. I just get up and leave. Like, I'm just not interested in that conversation. So I'll go hang out with the younger kids or go play with my kids or go do something that takes me out of that conversation you know, and if I'm triggered by it or there's something else for me to unpack later with my coach, I can do that. But I'm not interested in doing that right then and there. It, it's too vulnerable for me. I'm not yeah. willing to put myself in a, in that level of vulnerability in that moment. I'm just, it's, and I don't have to. No. And, yeah. and, and just because they're family doesn't mean that you have to be vulnerable to them nope. either. Because <laughs> I think that that's another thing that we sort of are trained into believing that family is, you know, by God, they're family. And so this is where you are your most vulnerable or this is where your soft place to land is or whatever. And in some situations, that's true. In a lot of situations, especially when you've got all of the pieces of the puzzle there, where it's not just you and maybe that one, your mom or you and that person that you have that relationship with that's safe and comfortable if you've got all of those different personalities and all of their different things in that space it is not uh that's not the space to get vulnerable and it's okay even if they give you shit about it you know that's my family it's like if I walk away that was one of my stories that I was told kind of growing up was that I run away um because like I would get triggered and my my automatic fight or flight mechanism would kick in and I would leave like I would get out of there um and then as I even grew and was old enough that I could literally physically leave the property like I would leave I would go away like I would be like I'm done I'm not gonna sit here and do this anymore and I would leave and I got crap about it you know there she goes running off again you know um and so that became a trigger to me that I have unpacked now as a in the last couple of years of that what I was finding myself doing was staying in order for that story not to, you know, to like battle that story. So I would like 
be everything was happening. I'd be in the middle of it and I would like force myself to stay in it because I thought that's what the answer was. When really like my initial gut reaction to get out of there was the healthiest thing that I could do Probably, for yeah. myself, you know? And, but then what I would do is I would run away or I would get out of there or I would stay and then I wouldn't deal with it later. That's, I think the biggest takeaway from that, com- what you just said was I would feel like, okay, I've, and even in the last few months I've done this where I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Then I wouldn't come back to it. Yeah. I would like let it go in the moment, let it go in the moment. And then those things, those resentments build. Oh, that'll turn into a chest cold. (laughs) uh, Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns into the gigantic explosion. Do not do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's where I, you know, like I get that, that, you know, part of, uh, it's a little cheesy sometimes I think, but it works for me to sometimes talk to myself like there is an inner an inner child or a person that hasn't that needs my my grown-up support <laughs> inside me and so what i do is i become the grown-up i give myself a little pat on the chest or I give myself a rub on the chest that's a physical stimulation i do for myself i pat myself on the chest and i go you know what i we i will take care of you i promise you and i will unpack this with our coach and we will deal with it you know when it is appropriate to deal with it. Now is not the time. <laughs> it is right. not the right. time. Right, yeah. So then I just go, okay, and I will handle that. If, even if I need to go put it in my calendar to call my coach, I will, whatever it takes. But you, there is something that, about have, needing to follow through with that that I think you ha- is honoring of yourself. And if you don't do it, you will end up having a consequence. It'll come back yeah. and bite you in the ass, something. Well, and then that operating system, you're never giving yourself a chance to yeah. to change the way that you deal with things because just putting it in a box and putting it on the shelf you might pat yourself on the back and say okay well i've ch-, you know you have changed maybe how you would have your operating system naturally would have reacted going back to that part of it you know but cuz you've stopped yourself which is you know celebrate the fact that you stopped yourself from engaging but then if you don't that's not the end you don't want your operating system to be Stop myself from engaging. Right. You want to you want to shift it to something powerful. You want to shift it to, and but sometimes what's in the way is it's not healed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like walking into a situation with an open wound, and people start you know spitting in your wound. You know what I mean? Like you know that's not healthy. That's not a good <laughs> not thing. Good. Yeah. So if you're not healed, if that's not healed, then you know it's and that part of you is exposed. Get the fuck. Out. I mean, you know, get it away from, you know, put it up, put a Band-Aid on it for now, and then later go use peroxide and clean it out with somebody who's going to be healthy for you and not spit in it. You know, somebody who's going to actually not pour salt in it, but actually ha- help you heal it. Because you don't want to walk around as a walking wounded. I mean, that's not who we are. We're powerful people. And sometimes it occurs that way where there's so much stuff from our past that somebody can say one thing. And if there's an open wound there, boom, there it is. There's that open wound. You just pulled it out and threw it on the table. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Great. Thanks so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is, if you don't, and I agree, if you don't do something like you can, but I I think there's some power in being able to acknowledge it for yourself and be like, oh yeah, man. Okay. I thought, even if you thought it was healed, I mean, cause there's stuff for me that I've been like, I thought that was done. (laughs) Yes. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? And it's going to come up in a completely different way. And you're like, God damn it. Hindsight. 
Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I'm conscious enough to know that if I start feeling blindsided and crank, because it manifests for me in a way that I guess I get irritated with people. I'm just like, I can't be around. So I have to go take a break, chill out, meditate, pray, do what I need to do, and then acknowledge that, okay, clearly there's some work to do. <laughs> and <laughs> now is not the time. And these are not the people. You know, I love my family dearly. I have massive support. I come from a family who's lifted me up my whole life and supported me as a queer trans person and I'm very grateful and I love them very much but they are not who I do my personal development work with yes <laughs> they're not no. I'm too close yeah. to them I'm too yeah. close to them yeah I mean it, all of it happened with them with them yeah <laughs> I don't know and so they've got their own stories around it too so even if you're yes. trying to talk to them about it they're gonna yes. be their own story appropriate I'm gonna trigger them yeah and then it's yeah. like, oh, and well, I this have. was fun. I've done that in the past, and it does not work. I don't no. do it anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't share necessarily some of my deep processes with some of my siblings, especially the ones that were involved in what I'm processing. Because then they have, if they're not far enough along, they turn that into something to feel guilty for. Or, so, you know, or like it doesn't or... serve anybody. It doesn't serve anybody. It's just, and but I need to do my work. So I do my work with my coach. I do my work with a therapist. I do my work with a hypnotherapist. I just did a hypnotherapy session. Very powerful. Ooh. A couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, like I do my stuff to take care of me. I don't need to involve them in it. Then though, what it results in is me being able to show up with them with none of that stuff there and just love them wherever they are. Yes. That's the power of being conscious of your operating system and being able to be in in the inquiry and in the process of transforming your operating system so that you get to do something different. It's going to feel so much better. Yeah. Oh, what a great, yeah. what a great page. Good job, Jay. Uh, Thanks for pointing to thanks. that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a huge one. And, and I know that for myself, it's what I needed to hear. And I think that for my bet for our listeners, so Join us. Come to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca Facebook page. Let us know what you think. Talk about um, your own operating system, things that you are doing to to change that or ways that you're seeing. Or if you have questions about this, you know, this is a big topic. This is a big, this is a big part of the work is constant, constant, constant uh, turning things around and changing the way you're looking at things and, and re-examining um, what's what's happening inside of that neural pathway that you've created um, throughout the year. So we're here to listen and we'd love to have you um, join us on the page. Yeah. Thanks for being here. And don't forget to review us on iTunes if you haven't already and uh, tell all your friends and great to talk to you, Becca, as always. Bye James. See ya. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on. Wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. 
Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us on our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, Thanks for joining Jay. us.